Right, welcome back everybody. It's another new episode of Outside the Huddle. It's Andy with James and Paul. Are we well? All good, all good. How are you? All good, mate. That's... Looking forward to talking about last week's games. Yeah, not bad. Oh, did, more, more importantly, did you open your advent calendars this morning? Did. I did, yeah. Got two. How many you got? Nah, you, I've actually got three. I'm not even joking, I've got three. <laughs> yes, Paul. One at work. We've got one from my parents, one from George's parents, and then like we've got a joint one like for each other. Oh, a joint one. It's, I say a joint one, it's just like a homemade one that she's had for a while and we put a sweet in. <laughs> like a little pocket thing. Real yeah, that's what we've got. But I've, I've deliberately avoided, like, my missus filled it so that I didn't know what I was getting. I didn't want to spoil that surprise. Okay, what, what What's in it? Like a, It was a, 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 a beard trimmer. Cadbury's fudge this morning. No, Just the small, the hero size. <laughs> Mine was a, a purple quality street. Yeah, that's big. quite a good one to start with, isn't it? It's big, isn't it? It's starting big. It's going to only go downhill. <laughs> so what did, So you're sharing. You've got a sharing one. So Andy, have you done one for your missus? Uh, she's got... Uh, yeah, she's got... like It's it's one of these ones that you hang uh, you hang up in its little pockets. So we've all got like one inside mm. each window. And hers is like... A mixture of stuff. So did you do that, or is that already pre-made? No, I did that. What did you give her? <laughs> it, today it was like a, just a bog-standard chocolate coin. Nice. Very northern. Yeah. What have you got, James? Um, I've got a Fulton's chocolate advent calendar. Ooh. Oh, is your, name, your name at the bottom. I, I, no, it's just a normal Fulton's. <laughs> Nothing special, just um, one from the shop. Say nothing special to Thornton's. Come oh. on. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I've got treated to that by the missus. I can't moan. It's not your typical two pound one. Um, and then I got one at work as well, which came from our haulier. So that's that's nice. Terrible chocolate, though. Like. Oh. I don't know. You you private sector people getting all these perks. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Gets it in there every week, doesn't he? Mm. I suppose you want a pay rise, though. I think he wants us to stop halfway through the podcast and clap for him. we could do that one week (laughs) right let's let's might as well talk about some football um yeah it feels like it just starting uh with those thanksgiving games it feels like that was an age ago um but i've done a podcast since then jeez we managed to finally um i don't know collective sigh of relief that patricia got sacked but then for speaking from an NFC North point of view, is it a bad thing for me that he got sacked, do you think? Um, given the way that the Lions have hired people over the over previous years, probably not. Hmm. I get it. it depends how you look at it, but there's no guarantee that they turn it around. Are you meaning this year, though? Because you've still got a player, haven't you? Yeah, I'm just thinking, are they going to have that? Specifically, oh, sorry, for you know, short I'm, term. I, I, forgot, I thought that we decided that we don't care about your season anymore. <laughs> it's a bit like you, Paul. I find he's very hot and cold about that. They win a game and all of a sudden they're Super Bowl champions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been. <laughs> but yeah, from my point of view, I, I think you know that was an easy win. Easy win for you. Tampa have got to play him yet. I've been pushing for Patricia to go and now I'm regretting it massively. I'm like, that would have been a nice, easy cupcake game. And now, who knows? I think... <laughs> It probably still is this season. Um, they're probably now in a position where they don't necessarily want to win games. Uh, but now they've got the new coach. Now? Yeah, it's what they have to. He, he's going to be fighting for his job. And I think they'll probably go internal for the rest of the season. Yeah, they have to. Really, don't they? Job and see what he's made of. So, yeah, we've seen it with the Texans and people like that. And the Falcons now that making a change can help you. So. Yeah, short term it might be a disaster, but yeah, we'll see. The Texans have definitely, obviously, they've improved quite a lot uh, since they made their change, and Watson's like starting to sort of play like we yeah. thought he could. Yeah, but let's face it, Will Fuller just had that amazing week, and then we found out why. <laughs> <laughs> the so thing is, I think Watson's playing exactly how he should. He's a top five quarterback. 
if not a top three quarterback. He's playing that well at the moment. There's only two or three quarterbacks I'll put in front of him. And you probably know who they are. Kirk and... <laughs> Danny Jones. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. He's definitely a top five. We can definitely agree on that. He's just in a terrible position. There's only one, I think there's actually only one quarterback who's definitely playing better than him, and that's Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably on a par in the, in the last three or four games with Rodgers and Wilson in that next tier. Yeah, he probably is, considering that he's not playing for anything either. Yeah, and he's got no help. Yeah. yeah. He's got his hands full now without without Fuller and without... It uh, looks like Johnson's not coming back anytime soon, from what I can tell. So, no... It was a, it was a, like you say, it was a long time ago that this game happened. But mm. I remember it was. So we started they early. So the ball, didn't they? It was like yeah, a bar soap game. Yeah, I missed, I missed the first half, and I think I missed about eleven turnovers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they was all celebrating a turnover, and then they all get the ball back, and then they turned it over, and then they were celebrating, and then they would turn it over. It was like, right, okay, I'll just carry on cooking me turkey, shall I? <laughs> how was it? That's it was good. Said. Yeah, it was a, yeah the cornbread. I was really happy of how it looked. Tasted disgusting. Yeah. Was that the cornbread, it, so cornbread or cornbread in general? Do we think? What's that? Was it your cornbread that didn't go well? Or... It's the first time. I don't know. It's yeah. Probably me. I'm sure it's me. I've only heard good things about cornbread, so yeah, it's definitely me. <laughs> but yeah, it goes well with uh, NFL football. I'll give you that. Mm. I uh, I didn't see any of the second game. I'll, I'll admit, but um, Washington hammered the Cowboys um, which is no mean feat because we know the Cowboys from last week are an outstanding football team um, <laughs> if we obviously we'll talk about the kind of impact of that on the East in general but um, quick mention for Gibson he's having some season isn't he in that backfield yeah it's um, they're, a, they're a good team actually and I don't know why We've I've been speaking about it a little bit before the podcast, but I made them favourites before the game. Like in the sort of half an hour beforehand, I was watching coverage and I was like, "This is it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to really watch this game and give it my interest." And it's a divisional rival game, so I actually do I have some skin in the game. But the more the more I thought about, it, I was like, the Cowboys' offensive line is already broken, and when you see the front seven of the Washington's defense, it's like. You have to be on top of your game to stop them. And then the first drive, I think two of their offensive line went, the Cowboys. And yeah, they definitely lost one. I can't remember the other one. But yeah, you're right. That was the game. Right there. There was no... And you can't you can't slag off the Cowboys as much as I enjoyed watching them lose. Um, and as much as I always enjoy watching them lose. They've had a tough year in, in terms of injuries. And it's COVID and it's one of them things you can't do much about it, but... I do feel like they've had... We talk about the Eagles and their injuries. I feel the Cowboys are just as unlucky, if not more unlucky now. <clears throat> I'd say they're more unlucky. They've lost their quarterback. Yeah. They've lost they've That's lost so much. Like, a big part of their line has been what the Dallas Cowboys have been successful on. So, yeah, we'll get on to the Eagles, won't we? But, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, a fair play to Washington. They, they've got... You can see the future... It's a bit like the Giants. I can see there is a direction there. There's some things you need to do, but there's you can see the promise. Um, and with the with Washington, there's a few issues still there. But Gibson is living up to everything he was being billed out, which I think we was all like sneakily laughing at, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, whatever." He was more of a receiver out of college, so I wasn't sure how he'd be running the ball. And he has been a bit hit and miss. But 11 touchdowns now on the ground. And yeah, the fact that he brings that dual threat, he's, well, he's got, he's not going to be quite CMC. We all know that probably, but he's not a million miles off. And especially if he stays in that type of scheme, he's going to be only getting better, I'd imagine. I, um, I remember the CMC comparisons in the yeah. off season and a guy who doesn't watch college football, I just looked at his stats and I was like, how are you making hit that comparison to the best fancy player in the, in the NFL based off four rushing attempts or whatever it was, it was something ridiculous. He was a receiver. He was more yeah. receiver, wasn't he? He wasn't but running. I absolutely get the comparisons now. Um, I don't. Recency bias. He's had a few good games, and it's like, wow, look how great he is. But it's the the way the offense is built around him. Mm. First drive was 
like three passes in the first quarter. He must have had five receptions. Um, and as in a fantasy aspect, that's like the lo- yeah. the, the highest floor you can get, guaranteed ten points a game, even if you do nothing. So that he and then he's a touchdown threat. I really like him. It's a shame it's a Washington, but um, I really do think he's going to be a, a problem for other teams. And scary tech. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's been probably a top three wide receiver this year. If he had a couple more touchdowns, he is. Simple yeah, as that, isn't he? I think he's been great. They've got a lot of their weapons in place. The, the interesting question for Washington is where, what they decide to do with quarterback. Who, yeah. who mm. is their guy? That's the thing. I feel like that needs addressing because as much as it's great seeing Alex Smith, is he next year? Would you go with him? Well, I think he's playing great. I think he's playing as a, he's a NFL quarterback, and you can you can see that. But can you pay him any money? No, he's not getting any younger. The rest of the team is at a different stage, a different stage of their career. Yeah, they need to be building for to be. I reckon they're a compete. If everything goes to plan in three years, they compete. And if they go with Alex Smith in three years, they'll probably be looking for a new quarterback. It just doesn't add up. It's no. unfortunate timing. So he, 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 they need to they need to probably get. I don't know. Obviously, not going to be probably in a position to get a quarterback or a high quarterback. But they need to get their future quarterback probably next year or try and move to get someone that's on the younger side. If they can, but I, I think that's the thing. Alex Smith, he's got that ceiling. We know he can do better, but where he's at now, he's probably performing to that ceiling. And yeah, yeah with a bit more help, he might do a bit better. But yeah, he's not taking them. He's not taking them to the promised land in the next couple of years. And that's if he doesn't get injured. I know we shouldn't say that, but <laughs> let's face no, it, right. it doesn't take a lot, and no one wants to see that. By the way, um, so yeah, I feel like this is good. This is like you building blocks to get to next season. Keep him there. He's a great, you know, he can educate other players. We know that. Um, but yeah, get, you need to get someone else for next year. Go and get Tua. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at what's going to be available, and there isn't a lot free agency wise. Go get James Winston. If if the Cowboys don't pay Dak, which I think they will, but if they don't, that's got to be it for me. Oh, but nothing better for Dak either, would there? Yeah. Oh, it was, I would almost want them to do to, to win. I, I would probably buy a jersey. And you know how I felt about Dak. And it wasn't personal to him. It was partly the Cowboys. But if he moved to Washington, I think that would be... That would be it. Your division's done. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I, I agree. I, if it's not Dak and, say, the Cowboys pay Dak, then where do you go? I'm looking at young guys that are looking for a job. And the only one that's coming to mind is Sam Darnold. And I don't think that fits the vibe that they're going for. No. Um, so do they do they give Haskins another go? I I don't think he will get back in. Um, but with with that team, I feel like there's a bit of a. It's all going to be about momentum for them now, and I feel like there's just a thing around them. They'll they'll be a popular team from a neutral perspective because of what's happened to them all with the change of name and Ron Rivera's situation, yeah. Smith going back. In. Darius Geis, the, the people are going to start willing them to just go one game more, one game more. And I know you don't want to hear that, Paul. But I'm not sure. I was about to say, I'm not sure if they do beat us to the division. I, I would be fine with them winning a couple of games. A, because obviously their picks, their draft position goes up. But mm. even without that, purely from a football point of view, I really, I really enjoyed watching them on Thursday. And it was partly because they were battering the Cowboys. But <laughs> there was moments, and I'm just watching it. And I'm like, this is a team that's enjoying playing. Mm. And there aren't, there hasn't been many moments where I've seen an NFC East team this season look like they're enjoying. And it's now us. We look like we're enjoying it a little bit. But Washington look. I make them favourites as of right now because of the way that they feel. And I was thinking, I was watching Haskins on the sideline, and he's what just lost his job. Potentially, he's lost his chance in the NFL, and he is—he's getting involved. He's celebrating when people do things. I'm like, they're doing something right if they're keeping him happy and keeping him wanting the did team you, to do well. Did you see him? Obviously, when Alex Smith got taken down by the sideline, he was straight there lifting him up. Yeah, and he, that was actually quite a nice moment, to be fair. I—I I was. I said to George, I saw my girlfriend who was watching me. I explained the situation. I was like. Even if he doesn't get a job, 
I would want him on my roster. He's gonna he's always gonna be on someone's roster if he has that attitude because he looks like a good guy to have in your team. Yeah. And that's the opposite to what we think as well, because he has been portrayed in a different light, hasn't he? And it is quite refreshing the last few weeks to see him on the sidelines, seeing him getting involved. Yeah. Make, you know, a potential, another team might actually take him now or think twice and about it. That's it. And then you only need one chance and he looks like he's willing to, like, he comes across now as the guy who's got the attitude of he's going to soak up whatever's around him and when he gets his chance, because he probably will get another chance somewhere, even yeah. if it's two or three games, give yourself the best opportunity to do well. Yeah, agreed. In terms of teams that need quarterbacks, New York Giants might need a quarterback because uh, Danny Boy's hamstring snapped. We need one, yeah, we need one next week. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Denver Broncos might lend you one. They are shopping them off. Is it fair to say that the Giants game was a bit ugly? It felt like it was ugly. We... I didn't even watch most of it because I don't even, I hate being like overly confident with the Giants because we are the Giants. But I said to beforehand, we will win the game, but we will not, it won't be pretty because we don't know how to win pretty. We haven't done that in five years. More. <laughs> I don't remember the last time we won a game. Maybe the, like the Eagles game is the closest thing we've had to it, but we don't win games easy. It's just not in our DNA. And, Despite the fact that we absolutely battered them, and look at the—if you look at the stats, yardage-wise, yeah, must have been three times nearly what they had. Pretty much, um, and <laughs> yeah. they had a chance. They were probably ten yards away from hitting a game-winning field goal. <laughs> it was one of those. It did look like how the hell are the Giants not? running away with this? And then obviously, then Jones went down, and I was thinking, yeah, oh, partly, dear. it was partly because we didn't take our chances early and there was a couple of special teams plays that yeah, cost us. but we were still fine like we knew we didn't ever we were still ahead by three or four points and then Jones gets injured and then the panic sets in because Colt McCoy comes in and his first throw should have been an interception like and, th- and at that point you're thinking we we can't hold on luckily enough the Bengals were starting another third string quarterback um <laughs> Who had an all right game, but our defense is good, good enough to deal with that. And they came up big with the final play of the game to see that uh, it's a win, and that's all you can really take from it, other than the Jones injury, which is just, it's come at possibly the most unfortunate time for us. Because even if it's a one week injury and we were going to lose to the Seahawks anyway, it's momentum. You just feel like that sparks, you have to rebuild that spark again. And there isn't that long left in the season to sort of spend any time rebuilding a spot. No, mm. it's I looking at the Bengals, um, just quickly on them. I don't see them winning another game, I don't think. And they're gonna be in an interesting spot where they've got a an early pick. Um, tank, tank, tank. What do you do you, do you see them picking up a quarterback? No. Uh, That'd be silly if they did that, wouldn't they? You can have your opinion on tanking, but um, <laughs> you, you have that. To. in that situation you have to because it's the best thing for your team. It's the best thing for your quarterback is to tank and get probably another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to work on their defense too. Burrow could be out for a very, very long time, couldn't he? It's not just a case of, by the sound of it, it wasn't just like, oh, he'll be there at the start of next season. It could maybe be more complex than that. So it'll probably, They said he might. The early expectations are probably missed the start of next season. Oh, that's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And you've, you have to look for a new quarterback in free agency. Yeah. Because you can't waste a whole preseason. You have to try and find someone who's, like a lesser version of Burrow. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I'd love it. Just because you might as well. Give him one year. He's not going to expect anything, is he? And, and you just, say to, you just say to Fitzpatrick, we want you to look at Burrow and try and do what he does. Because we need to build a scheme that works for Burrow when he comes back. So if you can shave your beard and look 15. <laughs> um, 
then that will help. But we'll see. I uh, admittedly didn't see the game last night and haven't even saw any highlights. So, anybody want to comment on the Giants' result? Not the Giants' result, the Eagles' result. <laughs> that's all. I would, say, I would have said that's an easy mistake to make, but we're a winning team. <laughs> Oof, there it is. Um, well, Jalen Hurts was one from one. Yeah, I saw that. I saw. I, was, I thought of Mick if you're listening. When he had that reception, I know you had a bet on him last week to have a, a completion. But um, yeah, I watched the highlights this morning. Only the ten minutes highlights, and it was one of them games where the Seahawks went ahead and then they stayed ahead by about the same amount. They went clear actually with about five minutes ago, and then there was some. A, a, there was a Hail Mary last play of the game, I think, um, which made the scoreline look less significant. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, I don't think it's a bad performance from the Eagles. They lost to the Seahawks, who were better than them. Wentz didn't have a shocker, which is probably the only thing I didn't like. I'd rather he threw a few more interceptions so we can slag him off. <laughs> but I've been speaking, I spoke to Phil a few times in the week about the Eagles and it's maybe I think it was directly after the last loss and it's interesting they're actually an interesting team now because they're the, they're a stick or twist team where do they go because then I, I think they're the worst team in the division right now but they've already won three games so they're not getting a quarterback and they've got a backup quarterback who That's we don't know how good he is yeah, I've, I think yes, that's the thing. If they do decide to maybe start shifting that direction, which I don't think they will, they'll stick with Wentz next year, I think. But they've got they'll get Hurts very much ready. If he starts struggling next year, then it will just be a Hurts show. But you're right; they're in a situation they're going to get a good pick, but probably going to miss out on the top two guys. So, yeah, for me, if that's the case, you then improve elsewhere, and they need improvement and getting younger in certain spots next year. So, yeah, they're, 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 you're right. Getting younger is something they have to do because they're That's... not. If they're going to rebuild, they've got a lot of guys on their roster that aren't rebuild guys. No. Like, um, some of the some of the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl winning team basically is past their prime, and there's there's still some great players, but they don't want to necessarily waste the last year or two of their competitive career in a rebuild. So no. Do they need to change their office? I don't know. I think they probably deserve a chance to... If you win a Super Bowl, you deserve a chance to prove that you can rebuild a team, almost. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, I think this is where it goes wrong, isn't it? You you, you have that success. You kind of struggle through the next couple of years and make the playoffs, to be fair to them, um, which is probably the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because by making the playoffs means that you should be a good enough team still. Yeah. And they've held on to a lot of the players that were probably getting past their peak when they won the Super Bowl. They just, it all came together. And now they're injury prone. They're past their peak. They need to move on. And I think it's a year too late, preferably. But you're right. They've got no choice. And I think they do deserve the chance to go, right, we're not going to maybe do a full rebuild because that would probably be unnecessary. But we do need to get rid of half a dozen players on this team. We need to Yeah, you're right. Um, for me, it comes down to the way the NFL works. And I always bring it back to the Patriots in that if you're if you win the Super Bowl, you should expect to struggle afterwards because that's how it works. You you build this team. team up and you build it up for this the the small side like small like little time where you can compete for the Super Bowl. And then when you've done it, you will crash. Yeah. Because it, your your salary's gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way the NFL is meant to work. It's, it's not even just that; it's that the players, for instance, quite a lot of the times, the players then prove themselves, and they've yeah. won a Super Bowl. Then other teams want them, and they will pay more for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the salary. The way the reason the salary cap is there is for that to happen. Really, it's it's so that every dog has his day, and that's what's beautiful about the NFL. But because the Patriots had this dynasty, you automatically expect. Well, if they can do it, then we we have these high expectations, and now it looks like. We're on the brink of another one. Mm-hmm. Um, just as formidable, if not more, the way they play. We'll get onto them, I'm sure. But yeah, well, going back to the Eagles, yeah, th- this is expected for me. They did amazing to win the Super Bowl. Um, jealous, 
of course. <laughs> but this is what happens. You, you you have to accept it because, unfortunately, you you were successful. <laughs> you, you've got to be happy. Yeah. Every yeah. NFL team needs to be judged on 10 years, not just the last one. Wow. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Best game of the week in the South. We got it massively wrong. Um, all said that we'd fancied the Colts to win. Um, they just got an island. Really? I don't know why I backed the Colts so much. Mm. I don't know. I, like, when I look back on it, I remember about 6.30 got off to an absolute flyer. I looked back and I was like, oh, what did we all go for in this game? I was like, oh yeah, we went to Colts. <laughs> Why? Why did we do that? I believe that? we were kind of saying that there were the, I think we used the phrase hot hand more than once and, uh, the, you know, the Titans hadn't been that sort of convincing of late, but he's just, Derrick Henry is, um, I read a stat that he's now notched up 100-plus yards in eight consecutive road games. When you've got somebody who can do that and he's doing it in on the bounce like that, it's such a massive advantage because you watch... He, I mean, he just runs through people at will when he's like that. Even when he's, hard, even when he's not making first downs, he's killing you. and And then it becomes easier for everyone. He's like when they paid him, I sort of I didn't question it, but I was like, "That's I'm surprised they paid him." Um, at that moment, the amount they paid him, but it just it makes perfect sense because the way he runs the ball, there's no risk involved. That will work every time because mm-hmm. it's not he does not relying on big plays. He just pounds through, and he will do it. And it, it's this time of year, every year, when teams are a bit. They've been playing eight or nine games and they're a bit knackered. He just doesn't tire. He's coming at you like he's a week one running back. And fair play That's to him. Fair he would like to say he wears you down. Um, normally it's the second half when he lights it up. Like quite often you look at his half time and you, you know he's running three or four yards per carry, but you're like, oh, he's not really got going. He's got fifty yards on the ground from like twelve carries, or whatever. But then it's the second half. You know he tears you apart. So when he's tearing you apart in the first half, you've got all sorts of problems, and that's what happened to the Colts. They literally. Well, the whole first half and the whole game, really. But he ran the show. And the Colts, they, originally, the first two drives, they got two touchdowns as well. And I was thinking, well, you know, now they need to stop him. And they just didn't stop him. And then, obviously, the Colts aren't the greatest when it comes to the offense side. And they just couldn't keep up. And that was it, really, wasn't it? They just they to, just fell behind and that was game over. You have to say the game might have looked different if DeForest Buckner was playing. Yeah, yeah that was um, big. They had, I think the Colts had... Three defensive starters out, including their best player, in my opinion. The player that would probably slow the run down as well. It when when you look at it like that, and maybe if if we cared enough to look into it, we might not have gone for the Colts. But um, yeah, I have, that's hindsight, isn't it? Well, you know, the Colts beaten by seventeen only two weeks before. So did they have Buckner then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the boy. Yeah. Let's all say we would have all if we all knew that we would have all gone for the Titans. So oh. we, we take half a point at least. <laughs> he's it again, claiming wins that he didn't. Another get. moral victory for us. We haven't got to that moral victory yet. <laughs> we got to that one. To our, in our defence, we've always said we like never claim to be experts on anything, and we're often what wrong. we're doing. Do we? Let's be fair; we are wrong a lot of the time. And we were wrong about a fair few other games. Just blast, like blast through some of them. Cardinals beating the Pats. What? Mm. Uh, beaten by the Pats, rather. I um, wasn't surprised by that though. I just I fancied that would actually happen, but wouldn't call it. But I didn't. I don't. I don't, I don't care about that game. But the first. All I saw one... was a lot of penalties. <laughs> a lot of penalties, and I was watching a stream. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> it was a legal stream. What? I'd, I definitely paid for it, um, and I was, the chat was all watching that game. I think I was watching the end of the Giants game because it was like the final drive, and everyone was watching the end of the Pats game because that's way more exciting. And all I could see was them talking about penalties, and I was yeah. like, I'm not even going to watch the highlights because it sounds like a shit show. 
Yeah, another great Cam Newton display in the air. Um, he got two interceptions and 84 passing yards. I heard they were awful for most of the game. They were. They actually um, run. They ran okay. They weren't great even running the ball, but the penalties is what got them in the field goal range at the end to win. Because there was, um, I think it was like a roughing the passer call or something. Or it might have been, I can't remember. There was face mask and literally a 15 yard penalty. And then they had a 50 yard field goal to win it. It was the penalties that got them there. I actually listened to a few other podcasts this week because I wasn't that busy at the end of last week at work. Um, and I think I was listening to around the NFL and they were saying it was a very Belichickian win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, grinding it out and then a couple of special teams plays and you come out of it and look and you're like, how did they win? Yeah, they that's pretty much every game they've won this year. Yeah. It's been pretty much like, other than the Raiders, how did they win? <laughs> it, it's... It's actually a very, very good coaching performance this year, isn't it? And no one's ever going to doubt how good he is. But it really annoys me when you say, oh, look where the Patriots are now. It was clearly Brady and not Belichick. It's like, yeah, actually, it's not this is this is actually a pretty... Uh, I make that a very good season for what he's got, given the the opt-outs and the lack of quarterback. And, and they're ranked 32nd on defence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the defence is abysmal. It? Yeah, it's abysmal. They went, didn't, weren't they number one overall last year? Yeah, they was number one last year. And now, in some stats, they're the worst this year. That is, that is pretty impressive. It is. And then it's impressive considering how terrible their offense is. So, they, you know, they've won games. I have no idea how. <laughs> I think it is. I think you can put it down to pure coaching ability. Yeah. But it's, it absolutely is, given what they've got, like you say. So, yeah. You kind of touched on it there, James. And I, I had... Uh... I wrote a little stat down from that game that I thought you'd like. I know how much you love Cam. Uh, He's the the first starting quarterback since 2016, and you can guess who who it was, to win a game with less than 10 completions, throwing for fewer than 100 yards with no passing touchdowns and two interceptions. Kirk? He was a man, 2016, a man who made a staggering amount of money and then buggered off into the sunset. Um. <laughs> oh, Blake Bortles? He was paid a phenomenal amount of money and I think then he just retired after a few years. Not very old at all. Andrew Luck? No, he's too good. <laughs> who did you play for? I wasn't. Can we repeat the stats, or do you want to just tell us who it was? Because I wasn't really paying attention. Well, the, the stats won't lead you to, to the name, but it was uh, Osweiler. Oh. oh, yeah, I forgot about him. So he won the game with less than 10 completions, fewer than 100 passing yards, no passing touchdowns, and two interceptions. And that you, you looked at the box score and thought, how the hell have they won a game? Yeah, I know. Well, Talk about. That, Talk about Denver quarterbacks, and we're not on about this week, but um, since Peyton Manning, I mean, even him at the end, what have they done? Like, you know, they've got, they've literally tried so many quarterbacks they've had, and now they're going with Drew Locke. And, I think, yeah, I think they've over-invested in him. I'm, I'm saying oh. that I think they've over-invested in him out of desperation because they can't seem to pick a quarterback. Um, yeah, totally. I didn't see enough from him for them to do what they did in the off-season. And basically what they did in the off-season was say, this is clearly our guy, so we're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. We don't need to improve in the defence. We'll just give him more weapons because he's good. And I haven't seen it yet. No, other than a couple of spells, he's been average at best again. And I know he's injured at the moment. But yeah, he's not He's not their solution. He's nothing more than an average quarterback. He might have Minshew or something. What do we Where think about this week? Do we, do we talk about this week? Yeah, well, we can. That was absolutely the most dreadful thing I've ever seen. I just thought that... They, can you can you legally forfeit a game? I think so, because there was reports saying they wouldn't forfeit. So what? I assume you can. Why would you not forfeit? Well, I, 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 if that was my team, I wouldn't forfeit either. No, neither I, would I, but... You've I got nothing to lose, have you? I had to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That was grim. I thought they'd at least set up a few easier passes. Like, he was having a... It, there wasn't any scheme there. I know he's, he's come straight off the practice squad, but like literally, he, they was expecting him to run around and find a pass. It was like, where is like the five yard pass? Where's a simple pass for him? He had nothing, poor bloke. And I put him against Paul in my fantasy team just to try and wind him up, and I still won. Oh, God. 
I know. Normally you hammer me as well, but it's three in a row now. Didn't want to mention it. Did Paul set his team? He did. Yeah, he had a full squad this time. I actually, yeah, I go for it every Sunday morning to make sure. And, yeah, but it depends. The ones where he's struggling, that's when he starts paying his 0.1 players, isn't it? So. What do you mean he's struggling in that league? Are you still in that? Have you been banned yet? No, I'm still going. So, oh, there was a massive. I missed it today, but I think someone got their second warning today because I saw him. Everyone was talking about it. Second warning, Jesus Christ! And how much did you pay to enter that? It was free league. Ah, oh, it's free league. So you win nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was orphan. It was, I joined it as an orphan because good old Rich put it out there, and I thought oh, I don't mind being in more leagues with Rich. But the team I inherited was awful, so. The interest levels aren't quite there for me. It's kind of that. Um, what else did we get wrong? We got, uh, we got the Rams. We got that wrong. Uh, we should have known the 49 is a win. I told you they're going to win the division. I would yeah. like to ask that we never put the Rams in again. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever got a Rams result right. Because they're impossible Same. to call. Well, they only seem to win when they're they're playing someone better than them. Mm. Guess Mm. who scored minus 0.98 fantasy points? Jared Goff. Yes. (laughs) Did you start him? I did. I hell start him. Did I mention to you guys how much I like Nick Mullins before? I think when you yeah, yeah, hammered the Giants, I think you did, yeah. Maybe it's before, but like I stick by it. I think he's great, and I think he's probably he's he's not a great quarterback, but I think he's great to watch. I like when I look at the Forty ers with Jimmy G, yeah, and then I look at the the Forty ers with Nick Mullins. I I'd rather watch them with Nick Mullins. Yeah. yeah, I agree on that. I mean, I don't think Nick Mullins is good at all, but yeah, you're right. Out of the two of them, he's a bit more entertaining. I don't know. I think he's... Maybe it's just me not liking Jimmy. He's yet. better than Jake Luton. I'll give you that one. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and yeah, like like you said, James, we put the um, we put a big old hex on Derek Carr as well. There we were, bigging him up. What a great season he's having. How about that? What was that? Well, actually, I think the entire universe was putting that on Derek Carr because <laughs> I, I've never seen Derek Carr get so much praise in one off season, the off off week, sorry. Um the build up was just bang. Derek Carr's get him in your your fantasy team, yeah. get him in your DFS yeah, team, yeah. stack him <clears throat> up with this guy. And I was like, I got ridiculed for rating this guy in the off season. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I know what I'm talking about. Bang. <laughs> I've never seen him play so bad. It was, yeah, that was like Derek Carr from like the last couple of years where he has those games. You're like, what? Is he ever thrown a ball in the NFL? And he weren't. It's just him. Jacobs couldn't run. They couldn't, I mean, he got injured as well. They couldn't do anything. It was, it against, was you know, let's face it, a team that's not good. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, I'm looking up the stats because I want to see, I didn't look at the box scores or anything, but if we look at what Matt Ryan did, I bet it wasn't a 43-point game. There we go. Half of them. That was 185 yards. Yeah. 43 points. I don't... I think the highest receiver got 50 yards. Or maybe around 20 points. There was a six, wasn't there? I remember that. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, Nathan Peterman got some... I know. (laughs) That brings back good memories. Yeah. Look at that. They just never received over 50 yards, the Falcons. I never seem to get Waller on the right weeks. Um, Whenever I'm sure he's going to have a good week, he doesn't show up. Again, I I like the Raiders. We all, I feel like as a podcast, we like the Raiders. We do, yeah. Um, They don't travel very well, do they? When they go from one coast to the other, they seem to struggle. And I didn't think that was the case this year, but maybe it is. Well, let's put it down to that. Well, it'll be something because nothing else adds up. No, they'll bounce back next week. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, from a quarterback who had a shocking game uh, to a quarterback who had quite the opposite, James, you came up against the best in the business, didn't you, mate? Yeah, great to watch. (laughs) 462 yards. Yeah. 
I didn't, I didn't watch the first quarter because it was sort of like after the Giants game, so I had some stuff to do. And I came back, and I think I messaged to your group. I was like, that's 200 yards in the first quarter for a wide receiver. If I said, oh, Mahomes has got 200 yards in the first quarter, I'd be like, ugh, what a, what a start. But no, just to Tyreek. Yeah, I know. Um, and to be fair, he went up against our best cornerback as well, who had been ranked in the top five going into that game. I think he might be out the Pro Bowl, to, Pro Bowl talk now. It's unfair on him. I this is. It was once again. It was the scheme. Yeah. We left him one on one, and there is no, there is no way that ends well. No, I know. The, the, the thing is, he, he has been, Colin Davis has been fairly decent this year at one-on-one. So I can understand why they maybe thought, right, we'll try and leave that. But you got exposed quite quickly on two or three drives. Stop it. And then they did. Second and third quarter, they stopped it. They put the safety, he doubled him up. And it, bar one or two passes, it worked. And then on the final quarter, they they allowed him to go one-on-one a few times. I think the first couple of times he was successful. And then Tyree Hill put some more yards up. And I was just like... Just don't bother. Just take him out of the game. Just take him out of the game because other than Kelsey, nothing else was happening. We started slowing Mahomes down, but I just don't get it. It was, it was once again, it was just really late to the party to make that adjustment. It was like middle of the second quarter. Okay, we'll give you a bit of help, Davis. You know, you've given up 250 yards. We'll probably help you a bit now. By that point, we was already pretty much out of the game. Yeah. So yeah, Mahomes was brilliant. He, you know, he gets rid of the ball quick. Our defence, obviously, that's the only way you beat us. Get rid of the ball quick, and teams are doing that to us now, which is why we're struggling. But Mahomes doesn't just get it out quick. He fires it 60 yards down the field. So, um, yeah, it was a master show from them, the first quarter and a half, definitely. And then and then we made some adjustments, and we played really well. Um, I'm still, this is the thing, the Chiefs' defence for me is there. It's there to put points up on. And once we kind of got going, I reckon if we had another quarter, it would have been different because that defense wasn't stopping us. Whatever we wanted to do once we got going, it's just getting going. I don't understand it. Someone puts a fire up Brady's ass and he gets going. There's no stopping us. But I just don't understand. I just don't get it. We ran the ball how many times? Twelve times. And I know, yeah, when you're seventeen nil down, of course you can't run the ball that much. But it was just. I'm 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 personally over the whole the Chiefs are there for the taking. I was there at the start of the season. Uh, it doesn't work. They're not there for the taking. They're gonna win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They're just ridiculous. Everything about them is in the right place. And I know you came back, and that is credit to you more than it is like negative towards them. But you can't. I can't help but feel that the Chiefs would have played better if they weren't 17 points up so early. It's like natural. We've mentioned it before on the pod about how teams take their foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was I no point for me. I watched the 40 minutes highlights of this game because I thought this is a game that's worth watching. And there was no point even when you got close that I felt that they were in danger. And yes, I was watching it in hindsight so I knew that they won. But <laughs> it, I didn't feel like there was that sense of, hang on a minute, this could be a game from the players. They were, I feel like they managed it pretty well. There was no panic. I don't know. I, I agree. I agree in the most. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel like Mahomes would have got a touchdown on that last drive he needed to, for instance. Yeah. You know, say we did, because to be fair, we went straight out in the second half. We ended up getting a field goal on the one yard line, which was terrible. We got a touchdown there. This game's completely different. Um, and also, we actually, it was a right penalty, but we had um, we had JPP actually got in the face of Mahomes, and Mahomes threw an interception, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, JPP went up to try and block it, and he caught his head like that. It's a really soft penalty, but obviously, he got the penalty, so the interception didn't happen. We lost another three and a half minutes, and we still stopped him. Um, obviously, that interception happened, and he didn't get that penalty. We would have been, with like five minutes left, we had an extra few minutes, it would have just been different, but you're right. I just, there's no doubt about it. We we came back too late. It was one of those. The Chiefs probably did take their foot off the gas, whether they meant to or not. But Andy Reid did say, um, there's one person we don't take the foot off the gas. It is against Tom Brady. We've learned our lesson with that. Because oh, even on that last drive, he threw the ball twice. And everyone was like, what's he doing? Why are you throwing the ball? Because if you incomplete it, you're giving Brady another 40 seconds. And, you know, but the difference is it's Mahomes. And they, they don't drop the ball. They get the ball and they manage to make things happen. And Mahomes, even when I thought we had him, would just scamper out of it and manage to get the first down on those that last drive. He'd piss me right off. Because yeah, I just, okay. we got the ball back, they was in trouble. And I think he knew that as well. Because I generally think we would have got a touchdown. 
I think but, for no. me, it's it's the when you watch the Chiefs, you always know they've got that extra gear. And yeah. and the teams playing them seem to be in fifth gear, and they're not quite there yet. So yeah. it, it it's scary for other teams. But the thing that gets me from Mahomes this season, he's got all of the throws in the world, like ridiculous back back foot on the run. But it's the third and seven scrambles for the first down that just kill. If I'm cheering on another team, it kills me because yeah. That he can't do that and be able to do all of the other stuff. It's just not fair for everyone else. And it's because he can do the other stuff, he gets that run. Because everyone turns their back, they're like, we've got to keep on this player because we give it you know, half an inch, he's throwing it there. And they do such a good job, you know, man to man. And then they, he's like, okay, everyone's got their back to me, so I'll just run 10 yards. And he's got much better at He He knows when everyone's turning their back. Yeah. So he's gone. And then he's already there by the time they notice that he's scrambled. The, the the football IQ between him and Reed is un, unfair, isn't it? Yeah, I I can't see a team beating them again this year. And it yeah. does it happens every year. There's always a team that you can't see losing. The Ravens they don't usually win it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, you you couldn't convince me that they don't that, that there's a team that's better than them. Not right now, no, no, definitely not. No. Um... We are pressing on, so we'll have a quick quick wander up to uh, check in on Kurt Samuel Corner. Um, one rush for five yards. That's pretty standard. Uh, no, not bad. Five receptions for 72 yards were crucially not... Garbage not, time. Not a touchdown. Yeah, garbage time helped him. Um, he's not coming your way, Paul. 72 isn't too far off, is it? It keeps you in it. He needed like yeah. 87, so he's, yeah, he's so hanging he now needs a big one more big week, um, but it's not like oh, it's completely gone. No, no, that that catch for like thirty four yards at the end definitely helped because I think you would have been over a hundred yards a game. Yeah, but he's he's hanging in there. He's hanging in there. Old yeah, it takes one slant that goes off for eighty yards, tapping five times, and we're there. That um, the Cowboys game stressed me out a lot. And that went the other way, but this put years on me. That the finish to this game, um, <laughs> it, I mean, talk about roller coaster emotions. I was when he dropped, when he muffed, as they say, that's the phrase the, the Americans use, and he muffed the punt. Um, what the hell he was doing? I was calling the air was blue, in, in <laughs> um, and what we talked about before we started recording was, yeah, you've got a they they balls up. They they won the possession back and they balls up. Um, they couldn't convert. Ended up with a field goal. Gave us like whatever a minute and a half, two minutes. You're probably not going to find many people who were looking at Kirk Cousins thinking he'll he'll take them down the field and win this. I was one of them. No way did I think this is the sort of thing he'll pull us out of. Did you? Were you watching the stream? Like, were you watching that game? Or were you watching Red Zone? No, I, I just had Red Zone on because I was I... trying. I saw, I don't know if Red's on, I actually, my giant stream went to that stream, so I saw a bit of it. But um, there was a stat about Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. I don't know if Red Zone showed it. But he's, over the last four or five weeks, I think it was, he's the best quarterback in the NFL in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think I saw uh, last five games, well, this is just a general stat line. Last five games, he's 4-1, 12 touchdowns, one interception, 72% completion. He's... It's not what we were expecting or what we used to from him. Um, he's got wep- He's got. He's got two very good weapons at wide receiver and the run game. Mm, get, it, it, for me, it, it just strikes me as a position where he needs to be accurate, and he will get good. He'll he'll be good. His numbers will be good as long as he can throw the ball because everything else is there for him. Again, we I mentioned it before the podcast when we're talking, just catching up and. The two plays in a row, fourteen points, defense, like defensive touchdowns for the Panthers. Simple mistakes; they don't happen. You probably win the game without blinking. I think so. Yeah. So it's what well, you got, and it's actually better that you won it that way. Really, um, when in hindsight, you'd rather win it that way than win it by sixteen points because that builds character and confidence and. Gel the team well. Mm-hmm. 
and keeps your dreams alive, no matter how slim they are. <laughs> I know why he's doing it in the fourth, fourth quarter. He's not been in prime time, has he? That's it. Cameras uh, are off. In prime time, you're watching Bartlett. <laughs> he, don't he, he don't want the playoffs. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever happens, it's a, it's a great uh, thing to enjoy. Um, before we wrap up the Packers, um, I was looking at the stat line for that game, Packers Bears. It's the first time the Bears have scored more than 23 points in a game since week three, and they've still got walloped. Um, that was, I don't know, I didn't see much of the game, to be honest, but exactly what we expected, I suppose. Well, so, if it, that's the highest score since week three, wasn't Mitch playing then as well? So, basically, what you're telling me is since Nick Foles has been in, they're actually not scoring as many as they were with Mitch in it. You're absolutely right. Uh, lesson there, isn't it? <laughs> and they've actually not conceded more than, I think, 25, 26 in any game until they got blew out last <laughs> night. So, yeah. Blow it up. Get rid of them all. Just blow it up. Need I say anything? <laughs> Need I say a thing? Well, it's your catchphrase now. You can drop it in. I believe at one point you said... They won't win another game. I think yeah. I did, didn't I? straight feats. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that does ring a bell. I, I vaguely remember mentioning it. Um, and to be honest, as I always am, I did say it to be to be brash about it. Like, But the more it goes on, the more I'm going, hang on a minute. We might need to clip this and start every podcast with it because it's looking like a bit of a genius move. Honestly, yeah. this debate came up during the week. What would you do about Nagy? Like, would you would you keep him or not? Why? No. I don't understand why either, because it's mainly his area that's the problem. Yeah, that's the bit I don't understand. Is why is there an argument there? They are terrible. I think the argument is they've put a lot of money into the defense, which is true. They bought a couple. They bought in a couple of people and pay overpaid for them, but. He chose Mitch. Well, he was certainly in the process of Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Foles. I would. Have, he's got to have been in the process of bringing Nick Foles in, and not James Winston. Not you know. There was even Cam Newton. Anyone. Um, so I feel like this was his opportunity. Once Mitch got dropped, that was his opportunity to bring in another quarterback. Go right. This is this is how I want us to play. Got a quarterback who's right. a bit more in the pocket. Whatever. This is what I want. And what has he offered? Nothing. It's no different. It's boring. Oh, it's just like. I feel like I've bashed the Bears enough this season that I don't need to bash them more. But I'd rather watch the Jets play football. At least the Jets, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me why you'd rather? Why would you rather watch the Bears play football? I don't know. Just to just to see them get to the playoffs, I guess. <laughs> no, I, don't, uh, yeah. I can't. I don't like them. They are. I hate them since they beat the Bucks. I've not liked them like, since. The so. Jets are bad, but things might happen. Um, but the Bears, well, nothing will happen. And the Jets, you have Gase there, and I, I feel like we don't ever talk about the Jets because oh, it's all hilarious. But that that interview is one of the peak moments of this year for me in the NFL. I missed that. I did see people sharing something. What what happened? Basically, the the premise was he clearly took over play calling. And then they said, you you took over play court. He said he didn't. Right, okay. And the interview was like, I'm not going to let that slide. We were watching the offensive <laughs> coordinator and he was doing nothing. And then he continued to lie the entire interview. Brilliant. He sort of said, well, I did, but not not really, only a little bit. And we watched him <laughs> and at one point was he in charge. He was like, well, yeah, I was trying two-minute drills. Um, but yeah, I didn't matter. He basically, he said that, he doesn't need to be doing anything because we have our three plays. Three plays? <laughs> I was like, what happens when you get a first down then? <laughs> <laughs> well, the best thing is, when did he take over? Because they'd already had three quite early on. So whatever he did was brilliant. I think it, I think, I think it was the third quarter they were talking about. But yeah, it was just watching a guy lie and yeah. then get caught out for lying and going, well, yeah, but not really. Yeah, not being convincing. A bit but, like the Jets. The, the 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 bit that yeah. doesn't make any sense is that why is he lying? Because he's yeah, not like doing anything ridiculous. He's just taking over play calling because the team are playing bad. Just say that's what you're doing. It's yeah. like if I'm gonna go down, which I am, I might as well go down with my play calling. Mm-hmm. With my play calling, but it was actually worse. <laughs> we might as well guarantee that we get number one over. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, well, fair enough it was against the Jets, but uh, the Dolphins put a proper quarterback in and uh, <laughs> winning wins. Good. I could hear Phil shaking his fist. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's forever, keep him in. I, listen, I would, I'd be absolutely fine with it. I'd, I love Tua, but not, don't love many men as much as I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> You're not alone. Right, what else have we got before we wrap it up? I think that's it for me. Oh, should that's we quickly it. talk cool. about the game that's happening tonight as of us recording this? I thought oh. we could all say something ridiculous because then everyone will know. When they listen to this, they'll know what happened and see which one of us is the most stupid. Mm. Mm. The Ravens win. Yep, James is the most stupid. <laughs> so they have, oh. let's face it, who they've got RG3 as their quarterback, is that right? Yeah. yeah and they've got their running backs now. Do they? Dobbins and... Ingram. Ingram are back, I thought I read. I mean, yeah, I, I struggled to keep up with it. I think it's harsh, though, isn't it? You know, they've moved it back another day and now they get two running backs back. It just seems a bit... It seems a bit unfair on the other teams throughout the season that have missed out. But, yeah, I don't... I'm, I've seen lots of Denver fans. Very Completely of, different story, though. Like, How the hell can Denver fans remind about their quarterbacks who were trying to mingle without any masks yeah, a couple of days before the game when someone gets COVID? I can't remember which Denver coach or head... I don't know if it was GM or head coach, but he came out and basically said, like, this is, this is at the fault of our players. Like, this absolutely. Is, I, he feels bad that we've put the league in this position. And I was like, you're absolutely right. It's hard yeah. enough about people messing about. Yeah. I mean, COVID's COVID. Like, it's everywhere. And in America, it's pretty bad at the moment. It's going to happen. And it happened. But that's different. It's not like the whole team's got it or half the team's got it. And and then the only thing I think that people are arguing about is like Cam Newton. Obviously, he got it, and then the Patriots game got put back, didn't it, or got yeah. cancelled for that week. Or that, that's the only one I can understand as a dispute. Denver, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on this game, you can only say the Steelers have got to win this, haven't they? I really hope they batter them. Yeah. Just batter them. Just keep keep them on that negative spiral, away from the playoffs. I remember where I was in the Steelers at the start of the season? I do, I yeah, do. I, it was like a I, long time ago. Fascinating, isn't it? It was like a long time ago. I can't wait to uh, record parts of episode one and two and just replay it when we get to the end of the season when the Steelers get to the Super Bowl. That's all I can say. So, I had a podcast before the season with Rich, um, Dynasty Island, and we are talking about bold predictions. And um, uh, beforehand, we were like just talking before, and I was like, I'm going to say some really negative things about the Steelers. And... Like I'm not sure where it's come from because I used they used to be like I used to really like them, and it's just that I couldn't work out why everyone was so hot on them. So I was like, "Hang on a minute, no, you're all wrong." Yeah, and then it spiraled into me disliking them. But th- there's nothing to dislike. I love their coach. Don't really like Big Ben, but like I love they. You love Juju, don't you? I like when Juju came in as a rookie. I was like, "This this guy's great," but he's not wide receiver one. And right. I've been proved right on that. He's probably there the is an goes past where Paul doesn't just state that he's not a wide receiver one. He never has been and never will be. This is like the master of spin at work. He we started off. We hit. We hit. Well, Paul rather hits the Steelers, and then as. They play well and they pick up some wins and he softens his approach and now it's come round and he's all like a couple of weeks he'll be sat there with a Steelers jersey on, form finger. <laughs> all the way. Yeah. It's a bit like the Ravens. He said I couldn't you know, Lamar's great, he can throw the ball brilliantly and then there's a couple of bad games. Now he's caught up with us. He's like, Yeah, what? they're crap. <laughs> there's a distinct lack of pride there to start with. Um, but I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. Things change. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL changes, I change. Wow. <sighs> I say you a short memory for the NFL. Paul's definitely got it. You've got to. You've got to. Like, you can't live in the past. <laughs> it's only a 16 week season, it changes overnight. That's easy for Paul to say. He's not been here for long, is he, on this world? <laughs> yeah. he's, not, he's not bitter and twisted enough yet. Nah, give, give another few months. Right, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, dog. Have a good week, gentlemen. Yeah, you, you too. too. Enjoy. Speak to you soon.
See you later. Au revoir.